Welcome to Inner Guidance Daily, episode number seven, Messages from the Physical Body. I cannot wait for you to hear this conversation with Gabby. Gabby De Lorenz of Soul to Soul Wellness is a licensed and certified athletic trainer and abundance coach with a background in biomechanics. She is full of life and has a deep, deep connection to her spirit and her inner guidance. She really tunes us in in this episode in being able to understand how your physical body is holding answers to your questions. I love what she says that your body can tell you a full-blown yes and your body can tell you a full-blown no. And I don't know about you, but I have experienced this myself and it was just amazing to be able to hear her story and to be able to hear the tips, tricks, and tools she shared in order to hear what your body is telling you. Enjoy. Daily, I'm joined here with Gabs, which is amazing to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really, really looking forward to chatting with you. All right. So Gabs, I have an important question for you. Yes. You have the most beautiful quote on your website. And it really, like when I read it, I was like, whoa, what does that mean? So I'm going to read the quote, but then tell us what this means. Really share with us, you know, what you meant by this quote. The physical body holds all the answers to your questions. I have lots of questions. So how can my physical body help me? Um, So the best piece of advice that I had, this has been, excuse me, the best piece of advice that I've given to all of my clients. And really it's more of what does it feel like than what is it? Cause you can't really, yes, the words are there, but like, actually, how do you embody that? So I'm going to jump right into my story. Um, yeah. so a few years ago, I was, I just moved to Nashville. I'm still in Nashville. Um, but I didn't know anybody and I had a friend come visit me and, um, excuse me, that night that he ended up sexually assaulting me. And, um, uh, it was rape. I don't enjoy the word rape. So I tend to very much avoid it. Um, but with that being said, that's exactly what it was. And so to be honest, I had just moved. I had a new job, um, which was in a physical therapy office. So touching people Mm. and physical touch is my number one love language, but like to go back to offer a healing touch after all of that, just like was not not in my cards, uh, at least for a little bit. So I requested some time off and it's really allowed me this time to go inward. Mm -hmm. And, um, the day following the, literally the next, from the night, the next morning I woke up and I just found myself going to yoga and, um, it was a Saturday class. I had taken a few weeks in a row at that point since moving there. I again, had no friends, had nowhere to go. And so the next morning, I just didn't know. I knew I didn't want to be at my apartment. So I found myself in the car at yoga and I stayed in child's pose for the entire class. Oh my gosh. But, and it's a Baptiste flow. So it's power, it's moving, it's one breath, one movement. And I was in the front of the class in child's pose the whole time. And it wasn't until right towards the end, my teacher, the, my, she ended up being one of my mentors, but came up to me and gave me an assist in child's pose, the child's pose I had been in the whole class. And I, in that moment when she just, she offered her hands down, t- touched my hips and just pushed them down a little. And in that moment, it was, I knew everything was going to be okay. 
Um, but I didn't really know what had happened. So I used at least that next week just to get quiet. Mm. And, um, but honestly, like, I just didn't want to talk to people. I didn't want to touch people. I didn't want to be around people. And so I found myself in meditation more. I found myself journaling more, um, which I will say for anyone who's gone through this, it is so easy to go in to the drugs and the alcohol and the self-sabotaging mind thoughts as well as actions. Um, so I am so happy I fell into the holistic healing of it all. But with that being said, I found that the night of my assault, my low belly was screaming at me to lock my door to wow. my bedroom. I lived in a one bedroom apartment. It's the same. Um, but that night I, and I, I didn't process any of this until afterwards, of course. So that night as I had, I had a pullout couch, I made him a bed and I went and I went to lock my bedroom door and I've never locked my bedroom door in my life. Yeah. Like back home, we don't lock our cars. I'm from a small, small town. And so like, we don't lock anything. So I was like, man, I've never locked my bedroom door in my life. So why would I lock it now? Like what was, but it was in my low belly. Like for me, my intuition lies in my low belly mm -hmm. and I've decided not to lock my door. Mm. And that whole next week I spent the whole week, number one, hating myself for that one decision. Mm. And in that, in that processing and the getting quiet, I realized that the physical body, it holds all of the answers. We just have to shut off our mind that no, thinks she knows everything, shut it down to just listen. Cause the body, it's just, it's telling you a full blown yes. And it, it will tell you a full blown, no, this isn't for me. Mm. And whatever the question is, if it's as silly as like, what do you want for dinner? And somebody recommends Mexican. Like your body already knows, like, no, beans and rice don't serve me right now. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just, but it's all, it's about getting quiet. And honestly, that experience as traumatic as it is, I am definitely finding the blessings in it because it has taught me to get quiet and to listen and to just slow down and just know that the answers, whether your mind likes it or not, is the, is the answer for you in your truth right now at this moment? I mean, I just have to let that story sit for a second because, and this is why, you know, that we're aligned and like, it, you know, we're talking right now. I literally had goosebumps all over my whole body and it's like, I was there with you. Wow. Um, I mean, thank you so much for sharing that story mm -hmm. and for the depth of inner strength that you have and hold, you know, and, and the situation made it 10 times louder for you. Um, Thank you. It's amazing. Amazing. And I want to take you back just to, for a moment for people who are listening, take you back to that moment, you know, where you were saying you can recall your body, you know, telling you maybe throughout the night and even to lock your door, you know, what was that feeling like? What, what was that? And, and tell us like, what were the thoughts going through your head at that time? Yeah. So, uh, it was, and I always, this is, I always say everything's a tug of war, right? So the way the body works, it's, you know, one muscle pushes the other pulls. And so for me, it was my low belly was pulling me to lock the door and it feels like 
almost like a stabbing pain and it's not in your like belly button and it's not in your actual belly that sits up a little bit higher towards your diaphragm. It was in my pelvic floor, like below my belly button, like where your high top yoga pants would sit over right there. Wow. And it was a burning, it, it felt like a stabbing pain, not like I was going to die or keel over it, but it was, it felt almost a little nauseous. It wow. felt warm and it felt tingling. And, but then my mind, my logical mind who knows everything was saying, you've never locked a door in your life. So my mind's telling me one thing, my belly's telling me something else. And my heart wasn't sitting in the middle and had no idea what to do. Oh, and God. so I decided to listen to my mind. And, mm. um, again, I, at this point, I can definitely tell you, I am grateful for that experience. Sure. Um, but because I have been able to learn from it, um, I think if I didn't have that big intuition kind of experience, I probably wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation with you right now, for sure. Yeah. And I'm so glad you are. I'm so Me glad you're well. here having this conversation. Did you have a back background prior to that experience in yoga and holistic wellness? Did you, were you already in that space? Yes and no. So my um, undergraduate degree is in athletic training. So uh, orthopedic injuries and ailments is my definitely my jam. So I definitely understand the physical body. Uh, I have a master's degree in kinesiology. So how the body works, how it's put together, um, but more in a mechanical way, yeah. not in a real holistic way. But uh, I will say when I moved to Nashville, again, I was an adult and I didn't know how to make friends. So it's like, well, I can go to yoga class, which okay. I, ha I had only been to like a handful of yoga classes in the past. Um, so I had just begun my yoga journey. Um, but with that being said, after this experience, and I honestly, at this point, can't remember if it was right before or right after, but I decided to do teacher training. Hmm. And um, again, it was a way for me to find a different community, to find a community of like-minded people. I was more holistic than I gave myself credit for as much of the Western medicine I had been ingrained in my mind. Um, but definitely stepping into the holistic side is exactly my path. Um, so, but I definitely joined teacher training right around the same time of my assault. And it was the best for me because it, I don't know if you've been through teacher training, but you have a whole weekend on assist. Mm -hmm. And again, I was working in a physical therapy office where I'm supposed to offer a healing touch to people that I don't really even know. Mm -hmm. So to get to know a group, I think there was 18 people in my group, but to get to know a group of people and allow them to offer you a touch that maybe they don't know how to touch people yet. So it's, is a little, when you're going through teacher training, it's intimidating to put your hands on somebody else's physical sure. body with the intention to help them go deeper, to learn how their body works. And so for me, the experience of assisting weekend, number one blew my, I think that was the first weekend I shared exactly kind of what had happened to me, to my wow. team, my group, my tribe. Um, but it allowed me the space to let others touch me with the intention to help me go deeper. And without that experience, again, physical touch is my number one love language for, so for me to not want to hold my boyfriend's hand, like that was strange and like not want to sit next to people on the couch. Like 
even when I'm with girlfriends, like I'm probably cuddling, like I have my feet over you or your feet. Like, it's just like, you know, it's always about just like the connection and the bond of sexual and non-sexual touch. So, um, but yeah, the assisting weekend definitely allowed me to open myself up to offer healing touches for others, as well as to be able to receive it, um, which has helped my journey immensely. Amazing. I mean, really that, that situation and experience, and thank you so much for sharing that with us so vulnerably and openly, mm-hmm. um, you know, could have really sidetracked and pushed you off your path of, you know, connecting with physical touch and, and taking away your inner strength and inner power. So, I mean, what a blessing to be able to guide yourself. And, and even if you felt like, you know, you weren't listening to yourself in that moment to locking the door, you were listening to yourself along the way to go to yoga. Mm-hmm. to go into teacher's mm-hmm. training, you know, and, and you didn't know necessarily at the time that this was the healing path that you needed, but you put yourself there, which is just amazing. And, you know, you said something that really gave me a lot of goosebumps. Everything is giving me goosebumps this morning, um, which is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said you went to the, the yoga class and which by the way, anybody who's teaching yoga, I think it's important or meditation or anything in this space. It's important to know that people are coming often for healing and relief Mm. and you don't know where people have been. And so for you to just show up to a yoga class and just sit in child's pose for, you know, the entire class and the teacher come up to you and offer just healing hands, you know, that's, that's, that's a teacher. That's a guide. That's somebody really in their element and moment, but what was it about that touch that reminded you, okay, everything's going to be okay? Mm. You know, I've actually pondered this thought for a while and I will, you know, depending on when you ask me, I'd probably give you a different answer, but right now it, it really is call, like what's calling me to tell is it's the grounding. It's the allowing, like I didn't, I was in child's pose. I didn't know she was going to touch me and had, you know, it's a Baptiste class. So it's expected that you get an assist. But I think if she had asked if I wanted an assist, I probably would have said no. Yeah. Um, and I, that's not to say as teachers do not ask. So like definitely not trying to throw that out there, but this is just my experience. Um, I think she just, again, offering the ground, like her intentions for me, I don't actually, I never asked her, but for me, they just grounded me back down. And it was almost like when, as soon as she touched me and and her intention was not to even come into my space really, but really just to help push, you know, ground me down and share her love and energy with me. That's what I felt. Mm -hmm. And it just felt like something inside me was able to let go, whether it was sorrow or grief. Um, But with the grounding down, I was able something let go and it felt tingling through my body, um, literally from my toes, lots of intuition center, lots of belly, a little bit of heart and something was able to let go in that moment. And when I left, I felt lighter. So yeah. yeah. That's amazing and beautiful. And, And I think sometimes when you're going through traumatic situations, like we're all going through something right now, you know, this, this, our world today has brought forth a, a huge challenge for so many of us. And um, oftentimes I have found myself wanting to just ground. So I think even just right now, you know, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from this, just know that you have that place where you can literally go to child's pose. And if you don't mm-hmm. know child's pose, just get in the ground, feel the ground. Yes. And start to reconnect and ground yourself. Um, on that note. So, well, before I go to that, 
you know, physical touch is such an important piece of life, you know, and mm-hmm. connection, right? How did you, how did you uh, find the inner strength to really continue on your path um, with including physical touch and allowing people to touch you and, and really go for the physical body and, and teaching people how to use their body for answers and guidance? How did you find, like, what was it that just said, keep going, keep doing this? Yeah, what a beautiful question. Um, to be honest, I have been, physical touch has been my love language as far back as I can remember. Like I would, mom, play with my hair, like braid my hair just because, and then I take it out like two minutes later. She's like, what? I just wanted you to touch me. Um, but also uh, just like hand holding, it's, that was huge in my house. And um, we didn't grow up with a lot of money. So like for us, it was about family time and holding hands and I think as a child, I just, that was ingrained in me. And so when I started my healing journey after the assault, it was a lot of body scans and it was a lot of me going within a ton of meditation. So a lot of me figuring out like, how can I be a conduit for healing for others? Mm, And how can I, how can I share this experience? Cause everything happens to us for a reason. And I truly believe that we attract what we are. So in that moment, I was like, man, who, who is this woman who got assaulted? Like, am I so disconnected from my physical body that I didn't even listen to my body as it was speaking? So I think in that moment, I just took, I took my time. It was over a month for sure, but to just go inward, to realize feel my physical body, which looked like a ton of body scans. Um, so just laying down, start at your, one of your toes, work your way up, work your way down and just ask, how does this feel? Is it tingling? Is it warm? Is it cool? Are you holding tension there? Um, so, and meditation, same thing, whether it was sitting in silence or with light music or any guided and anything to just help me quiet this crazy brain of ours that is always firing and be able to come back into the, my physical body to be able to listen, to be able to slow down, to be able to slow down my physical body, to slow down my thoughts so that we can just kind of stay at this slow, steady pace. Right. Because you can uh, really get caught up in your your mind and your thoughts. I mean, that's, the, that's our education system is really just to believe everything you're thinking. So mm-hmm. this is one of my rapid fire questions, but I think it's just so, so relevant right now. What is one belief that you just wish, if you had the power to just put one belief into every single person's head, what would that belief be? Ooh, what a good question. <laughs> I have so many answers. <laughs> Give um, <us> all. <laughs> <laughs> well, my thoughts come back to the one belief is that you should be your best friend. Mm. Because if you only have negative thoughts going through your mind, you are only going to feel physically negative. Right. And so if you can be your if the your best friend can be between your own two ears you will physically feel better. You will be happier. You will be lighter because so often we have, you know, girlfriends and guy friends and whoever in our parents, guardians that just tell us we can't do things. And we've been ingrained with this, like as a kid, if you fail at something, then you can't, you know, it's just not for me or I'm not going to do that again. And so you don't ever try again. So 
the biggest thing is that if you are discrediting everything you're doing, just again, mental, like whether you recognize the subconscious mind and what he or she is saying, um, you're going to feel negative if your thoughts are negative. So let's be positive in our thoughts and believe in ourselves so that the physical body can feel good. We show up high vibe, we produce high vibe. And so that we can just continue to show up beautiful and positive so we can be of service to one another. Because I truly believe that I, I believe in God's spirit, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I truly like God has not put us together on this earth to just do work and mm -hmm. be miserable. And, you know, right now we're all asked to stay at home. Like this doesn't need to quarantine doesn't need to be so bad. We're, you know, we're talking all these things we want to do. We should have to go to the store for a blah, blah, blah. Like, let's just sit, let's just be happy. Let's, you know, positive thoughts for sure. Um, Okay, girl, preach. Yeah. I mean, just go Ugh. ahead and preach, preach to Perfect. us. I'll be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel every single word you just said, every Thank single you. word. And, and wouldn't it be amazing? Wouldn't it be an amazing world if everybody had the belief that they were their own best friend mm. and they would talk to the, themselves like they were their own best friend? Because you really, you know, I agree with you. You know, we're not here to be miserable. We're not here to be negative. Um, I read this, I'm reading this book by a shaman um, and it's called Walking in Light, which is just amazing. Uh, and, you know, she really so eloquently says like, you know, if you, if you plant a seed in the garden and it's programmed with fear, what grows? Mm. If you plant a seed in the garden and it's programmed with love, what grows? Mm. And I really think, and actually I know for sure, for a fact, I'm a mom and I saw my daughter on day one, breath one, you know, and even in, in, when she was in my belly, like, like you get to witness love, like the, the, just it's, you come, you come with it, you come here with it. And we just get further and further and further and further away from it. Um, unfortunately. So yes, I, I'm with you and I hope that belief happens for us one day. Speaking of quarantine. <laughs> yes. Um, I love that you are, encouraging people to still find the positive to, to be still to slow down because we are being asked to slow down but one of the things that a lot of people have been talking to me about is connection you know still needing and wanting connection physical touch you know all those things so what's your advice on that what what do you have to say about all that um i have to say that i am the extrovert that I was coming into quarantine is now a little bit of an introvert. <laughs> um, I would say to connect to the people around you, of course. So if you are quarantined with a partner, a spouse, your kids, use this time to get to know them. Because again, like outside of this world, we're all quote unquote, so busy that you don't have time. Like I was even before this, like we, I don't have any kids, but I have a dog and I wasn't even hanging out with her and she's two and she's crazy, yeah, but like yeah. so much fun. So, but I was again, quote unquote busy. And so use the connection that you have. Don't discredit it. Like, yes, your husband, your wife has been your husband and wife, maybe for 20, 50 years, whatever, but that doesn't mean you have to stop dating them. So connect with the people that you can in the physical realm um, but then, you know, Zoom, Skype, FaceTime, all of that, like use that. 
Yeah. Uh, and it, no, it's not going to feel the same, but at least you can see the people. At least you can be around their energy. You can hear their kind words um, and definitely over not talking to them at all. So pick up the phone, but get on a fate, like see them as much as possible. And no, it won't be the same, but it may just help keeping you feeling connected a little bit more than you might be right now. For sure. And you have a workshop coming up too, right? On physical yes. touch during quarantine. <laughs> yes. Okay, so thank you for, um, thank you for mentioning. So on Friday, April 24th, um, it's seven 30 central time. Um, it is a workshop on physical touch. So if come with your partner, come with your spouse, if you're quarantined with them and you can touch them, um, because the intentions are to help you connect with the people around you through physical touch, because right now we're not touching anybody except for the people we're in quarantine with. But I know a lot of relationships, my clients that I've talked to are feeling very disconnected from life. And I think that's just kind of folding, dominoing, affecting into their personal life, into their sure. family life as well. And so the workshop will teach you, number one, how to communicate physical touch if it is not your primary love language. And especially if it is your spouse, or your partners, and it's not yours, helping you bridge the gap because otherwise you will be speaking. It's almost like speaking English and speaking German. You just don't, you won't, and you won't feel loved. Mm -hmm. um, but with that being really said, really quick, what would be yeah. like a, what's a, what's a good one tip on being the bridge? Oh, it doesn't need to be sexual. So often when I tell people like physical touch, like, oh, so you like to have sex? Like, I mean, yes, I do. But also it's not, it's not sexual, sensual all the time. It really is just, if you're watching TV on the couch, intentionally scoot over and touch, like come thigh to thigh with your partner. Mm. Again, that might feel sexual to you if you're not used to having physical touch, but it can also just be comforting. Like here I am, we're not doing anything, but I'm, you can feel me. I can feel your energy. And here, when we touch each other, even if it's not skin to skin, it's pant to pant, you still <laughs> feel the energy transferring between yeah. um, when we're all working from home. And you know, if you have an office and if you have some, you know, your partner's working somewhere else on his laptop, her laptop, just go like, when you walk by them, just touch their shoulder, touch their neck. You can give them a little like rub, little rub rub but like it doesn't again it's just like here i am notice like here's my energy i see your energy and i know that you like to be touched oh i yeah. love that my husband's love language is for sure physical touch and mine is <laughs> not <laughs> yeah so yeah no you bring up and i and i'm we're obviously not alone you know i think a lot of people are going through the same situation so i love that advice thank you for sharing that and i think your workshop sounds amazing and i I really, I think me and my husband may try to come, but that means we'll have a three-year-old too coming oh, into our- perfect. It doesn't, job. right? But it doesn't matter. And um, to be honest, it's, you'll get the recording. So if you, the baby is a little crazy, just hit pause. <laughs> there you go. Okay, yes. perfect. Perfect. <laughs> it sounds awesome. And so, so um, like relevant and smart to make sure that people have still physical touch when so much of the news and the noise is saying- don't touch anybody. You know, I can see, I can feel, and I'm sure you can too. Like if you're out for a walk, you can just feel like the energy of people being oh, like, okay, yeah. stay, you know, and they're watching you out of the corner of their eye to make sure that you're not too close to them. So 
it's so relevant and important to still have physical touch in, in your, in your space. So thank you for doing that. You're welcome. I will say too, if you are alone, physical touch is still a human necessity. Yeah. So, um, come, I will offer myofascial, uh, really it's, it, we're going to be touching each other in the sense of myofascial release. So not even a big deep tissue clothes are going to be on. Um, and so if you're alone, just come bring a tennis ball or, a, um, any sort of squishy ball, a dog toy works really well. Yeah. Um, but just still come because you need to be touching yourself at this point. Again, non-sexual, sexually right. and non-sexually, but definitely come because especially if you are quarantined alone or with roommates who you're just not comfortable physically, like touching physically, right. um, you can still get a ton of benefit out of this. That's so brilliant. I know there are a lot of people who are by themselves and this is taxing yes. on you. You know, it's you're alone and you're with your thoughts and you're with your body. And so this, this is such an amazing resource and also to, to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. You truly are your best friend. 100%. Yeah. Okay. So tell me a little bit about, so I've heard this word before about being an abundance coach and I've, you know, also, um, uh, I think been coached by an abundance coach. I'm not sure if that's her, her title or not. Um, yeah. What is it? What is an abundance coach? For me, abundance is not all about fancy, the new BMW, the new fancy jewelry, the diamonds, the jewels, the fancy handbags. So for me, that's not what abundance is. For me, abundance is a, is a little bit more of embodiment. So being able to feel beautiful and positive and light and high vibe. It's honestly abundance coaching for me is all about being high vibe. And so high vibrational energy attracts more high vibrational energy. So yes, it is money mindset because money is high vibrational. And if you want more money, you got to be more high vibe. So for me, abundance coaching really looks like helping you tune into the physical body, how you feel, what you feel. So if you're feeling anxious or crampy, annoyed, all of these feelings that I have, my clients have at least been telling me they've been feeling in quarantine. Um, that's low vibrational energy. So you will attract more low vibrational things and wants, which doesn't look positive. And in the physical body, it feels crampy. It feels low vibrational. It feels compression-y. It feels like tight muscles and tight fascia. Um, so it's all about reframing things. It is all about rewiring the subconscious mind so that you can truly be your best friend, so that you can step into your highest power, your calling, um, whatever you're searching for, you can find it. Um, I can help you lead the way together as a team, we will build it. Um, but so you can be more high vibrational and more positive. And even if you don't make the sale, or if somebody doesn't understand what you do, you are so in tuned with your message that it doesn't even matter. It's beautiful. So let's say I wake up in the morning and I'm like, <laughs> yes, happens all the time. I can't, you know, or, you know, just something maybe have happened. I lost my job. Um, mm -hmm. You know, one of my family members is sick, you know, just all the things like what's, what's like a, a quick tool in my back pocket to be able to adjust from low vibe to high vibe. Um, everyone's a little bit different, but what I have found is between really four things and depending on your body and your practice, you'll resonate with one or the other a little bit more. The first one, meditation. So sitting, 
getting quiet or with light music. Again, I don't like to put words on during meditation music, but just light music, sit, find silence, find stillness. This may drive you crazy if you are already in a bad mood. So keep that in mind. The second one, breath work. So square breath is my favorite and easiest to tell people. You inhale for four seconds, you hold your breath for four seconds, you exhale for four seconds, you hold your breath for four seconds. Repeat four times. Um, so uh, breath work, but again, if you're already stressed out and you tune into your breath, that might make no difference for you. So keeping that in mind, um, dancing, movement. Mm. Um, so I would tell you yoga or weights, but no, just shake your body, move your joints. If you're female, make sure you shake your hips because that's where all of your emotions are living. Um, so a lot of just like slow flow and like shaking, moving your spine, um, feel, let it feel good, whether you got to put on crazy music or soft music, whatever. Um, and the last thing is my favorite. It's just gratitude. So when you're feeling low in the dumps, what are you grateful for? If it's the warm cup of coffee, if it's your microwave for being able to warm your coffee up more. <laughs> um, but if it's your, you know, the mess in your house from your children, because without the children, there would be no mess. Um, but just reframing, but finding gratitude for silly things, big things, small things, it doesn't matter. Any sort of gratitude um, hopefully will help just shift that low vibrational negative feelings that you're having, even if it's just for a few moments. That's all so, 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 such good, good advice. And, and I think for sure anybody would be able to benefit from all of those, doing all of those things where at least just one thing is resonating with you. Okay. So I want to just do some quick rapid fire questions. Mm -hmm. So just use your intuition, you don't, you know, as you have been through this whole conversation, but, um, okay. So what is the one book you would recommend right now for people to read? The Four Agreements, mm, that's uh, a good one. Don Miguel Ruiz. It is an easy read. Mm -hmm. Um, so but it's so important. And I think it's the first one, be impeccable with your word. It's mm. imperative right now, right? It goes back to everything we've been talking about. When you talk bad about yourself, you're going to feel bad. So be impeccable with your word and offer yourself forgiveness when you fall off the path, knowing that you can come right back whenever you feel like it. Amazing. Your favorite song to dance to right now. Oh, it's called, um, Oh, Shooky, what is it called? Sunflower. It's called Sunflower for sure. Who wrote Sunflower by Rex Orange County? Okay, Sunflower. I'm gonna have to listen to it. And shake my booty. And shake your booty. Always. What's your, what's your favorite meditation style? Ooh, I okay. When I first started, guided, 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 guided. Um <clears throat> with time the guideds were pissing me off. It's like, <laughs> I, let me be here with my thoughts. Yeah. Let them, like, I don't want to think about anything. You're making me think too much. Yep. So uh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever admitted that to anybody. <laughs> I, I, I very much understand. Yeah. Um, so honestly, I like to just sit. I set a timer. I keep my phone on airplane and do not disturb. So nothing can come in. Um, but I set a timer on my phone. I light a candle and I sit. Um, if it's, I live close to the city. So if it's being, if it's already kind of crazy outside, or if I just hear a lot of construction, I will turn on like light meditation. Um, uh, on Spotify, it's called meditation 
to the sounds of nature, I believe. Mm, yeah. And so it's just like, you know, waterfalls, birds chirping. Um, but it's just, I set a timer and it's just, just chill out. It's awesome. What woman inspires you? <sighs> right now I am totally loving Oprah, Super Soul Sunday. I've been vibing on all the podcasts. Mm -hmm. Um, but I love Ellen. Um, the, and these are like my bigger people I've been watching recently. Um, I love how Ellen loves people. Mm -hmm. Um, in, yeah, in my, in, in my smaller circle, uh, one of my mentors, Amelia Travis, she has been a love and a light in my whole life. Um, and she was my business coach for, uh, over a year ago now, but, um, she helps me step into my feminine and my femininity, excuse me, as well as my spirituality. So beautiful. What did your inner guidance or your higher self tell you this morning? She told me that, well, number one, she was just really excited for the, for this podcast, this interview, this, um, connection. This is what it's about having cool for me. Good conversation is how I feel connection. Um, especially now that we can't really be in person. Yeah. So for me, good conversation. Um, I knew I, excuse me, I rather told myself I was about to have a great conversation. So um, she was pumped for this morning. Awesome. Um, is there anything you want to share with the world that you, you know, that I didn't ask or that, you know, it's just coming up in your head and in your intuition, you know, throughout this conversation that you're like, oh, I just really want people to know this. The best piece of advice I can give anybody right now is to babysit your thoughts. So, right, it goes back to being your own best friend, but babysit your thoughts because the negative thoughts are going to come up as they always do. The inner critic, the fear of success, fear of judgment, of failure, they live there. They live somewhere above or below you to the sides and they sneak in and you have sometimes have no idea. But excuse me, when you can babysit your thoughts, you can better pick them out right away when the negativity starts to roll in or when the disbelief in yourself, whatever, whatever your MO is for self-sabotage, um, love the thought, forgive the thought, forgive yourself for having these negative thoughts, especially if they're about yourself or your family, and then choose again. So finding the pause between the thoughts, intentionally, I should say, creating the pause between the thoughts so that then you can forgive yourself, take that time, forgive yourself for the negative thoughts, for the disbelief in yourself, and then choose a positive thought. Like choose a, 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 a place of gratitude, choose a thing that you have really succeeded at and prove yourself otherwise. Um, awesome. Self-sabotage, it sneaks in on us. And yes, okay. these thoughts have saved you in the past, but you're stepping into new shoes. You are growing. So let your thoughts also reflect the growth that you are having in your emotional, spiritual, physical body. It's beautiful. I love the concept of like babysitting your thoughts and then allowing them to come in. You see them and saying, Hey, go get me another thought. Yeah. Go get me something else. Mm -hmm. You know, so we have that choice and that ability, but thank you so much for your wisdom, your truth, your vulnerability sharing your stories with us. And I just know that so many people will benefit from this conversation. Thank you, Gab, so much for being on Inner Guidance Daily. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a treat this morning. You're welcome.
Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. It really is amazing to be able to talk to a woman who has overcome sexual assault and to just be a conduit for other people's healing. Amazing. Amazing. And I know you were able to walk away with insights for your own life and how to trust your physical body and your intuition and your inner guidance. If you feel like somebody else would benefit from knowing this conversation or from inner guidance daily, please feel free to pass it along. Also tag me on Instagram and let me know what you like the most from this episode. You can connect with Gabby on Instagram and you can also go directly to her website. She has a physical uh, workshop on the physical body and you can join it um, even with your partner or if you're quarantined alone, especially if you are, it's really important. She's going to tell you how to have physical touch to your body, which is a necessity, a necessity for our health and wellness. So make sure you are able to join in there and I will see you on the next episode. Thank you.